So we're going to get out of the way this morning. We're going to bring to this podium Brother Mike Easter, uh, our favorite friend and evangelist, amen, from Newport News, Virginia. Come and preach to us the Word of God. Brother Mike Easter. Greetings to all of you in the wonderful name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, who is and who was and is to come, the Almighty. Jesus is coming soon. The windows of opportunity are getting smaller and smaller, and your time is becoming more and more limited. If there's ever a time to take God serious, it's now. You don't have a lot of time left to make up your mind. You don't have a lot of time left to keep procrastinating. The Bible says today, today is the day of salvation. I believe more than ever before we are living in the end times. And God is getting the attention of all those that would Pay attention and give him an obedient ear. See, obedience is more important than sacrifice. Obedience is more important than religion. We got a lot of religious people that are not obedient. Amen. And I pray that in this service that somebody will make a decision turn their life around and obey the word of God. You know, it's God's will that all men repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's only one Lord. There's only one faith. There's only one baptism. And I pray that before we leave this place today that there is a multitude of people that would answer the call of God to turn away from darkness toward the light of eternal life and be obedient to the word. Amen. I'm so thrilled to be here and I'm so excited. The word of God is alive and powerful and I'm anxious to break open the bread of life. So I want to invite you, if you will, to go with me to the book of Hebrews, the ninth chapter and we'll begin to look at a few verses of scripture here, beginning at verse number 11 of Hebrews chapter 9. Oh, God, help us today. Lord, help us today. Hmm. Hebrews chapter 9, beginning at verse 11. But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, 
who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Verse number 22. And almost all things are by the law purged or cleansed with blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission. No blood, no remission. No blood, no remission. Hallelujah. And finally, verse number 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. See, there's only two ways you're going to get out of this world. Either you're going to be caught up in the rapture or you're going to die. There's no other way. It is appointed once for everyone to die. And after that comes the judgment. And where there's no blood, there's no remission. Hallelujah. And so this morning, with God's help, I, I want to preach about blessed insurance. Blessed insurance. Are you covered? Oh, God. In the name of Jesus, let's pray together. Holy Father, we love you and thank you. We are gathered in your holy presence right now in heavenly places. And Lord, the angels are all around us in this room. And God, I pray that you would touch every ear to hear and anoint every heart to receive. And let somebody know today that this is their day. And God, help us to be obedient to your word. God, we ask that you would not let one person leave this place the same way they came in. Do a work in us, Lord, that only you can do, we pray. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ, and everyone say amen. amen. Now together, if we can, let's give the Lord a great hand clap of praise for what he's going to do. I believe he's going to do it today. I believe something's going to happen in this house today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed insurance, are you covered? God bless you, and you may be seated. Praise God. Insurance. We all know about insurance. Most of us have some type of insurance in our lives. What is the purpose of insurance? Well, it provides protection. It provides a covering. Amen. And so we get insurance to cover those things that are valuable to us. We have home insurance. Amen. And we have auto insurance. We have health insurance. Now, 
when you get insurance for your home, you don't get insurance for your home because you are expecting a tree to fall on your house. That's not why you get insurance. You, you don't get insurance for your health because you are expecting to get sick. You don't get car insurance because you are expecting to get in an accident. No, 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 no. That's not why you get insurance. You get insurance just in case. Because you want to cover that thing that's hard to replace. You want to cover that thing that is very expensive. You want to cover that thing that is very precious. I'm here to tell somebody here this morning, you've got something in your possession that's greater than a house. You've got something in your possession that's greater than a car, that's even greater than your health. For what shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. I want to tell you this morning, you got a soul. And your soul is the most precious commodity that you have in your possession. Your soul is valuable. Can you say amen? amen. And so what's so amazing is that people spend all this time preparing. They prepare for graduations and they prepare for a vacation and they prepare for all kinds of things. But few people prepare for eternity. Your soul is valuable. Your soul is so valuable that all the forces of good and evil are fighting for your soul. Right now in this service, all the powers of heaven is reaching for your soul. God is reaching for your soul. But at the same time, all the powers of darkness is battling for your soul. There's a tug of war for your eternal soul. Hallelujah. And friend, we must make sure that we've got proper coverage for our soul. Now, the Bible tells us there are two things the devil can't stand. One is our testimony, and the other is the blood of Jesus. Anything the devil can't stand, I love. Hallelujah. Praise God. He can't stand the blood of Jesus. He don't want you to be covered by the blood of Jesus. The devil don't mind you coming to church. He don't mind you putting money in the offering plate. He don't mind you doing this and that. But he does not want you to be covered by the blood. Because there's power in the blood. There's healing in the blood. There's deliverance in the blood. Hallelujah. And there's remission of sin in the blood. Hallelujah. Somebody say no blood. No remission. Now, we very seldom hear sermons on remission. It was one of the things Jesus commanded to preach in the Gospel of Luke. He said, preach repentance and preach remission of sin in my name. But what so many people today have done is they have, uh, they have traded remission with forgiveness. They're two different things. 
Amen. Remission and forgiveness are not the same. But we hear a lot of talk about forgiveness. But let me try to illustrate what the difference is. Now, if I was up here and I had a bottle of ink in my hand and the top was loose and I was goofing around with the bottle of ink and I came down the steps and all of a sudden I tripped <laughs> and spilt that ink on this brother's pretty white shirt. He would look at me like, what's up? And I would feel so bad because I didn't know the bottle was loose. I didn't intend to do it on purpose. I made a mistake. I would go to my brother. What's your name? Anthony. I would go to Brother Anthony and I would say, Brother Anthony, oh man, I'm so sorry. Oh, look at your shirt. I ruined it. Would you forgive me? Brother Anthony would say, I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad he said that. We didn't rehearse this. <laughs> I forgive you. And you know what that do to me? That'll make me feel so good. He's not holding it against me. He's not angry with me. He has forgiven me. And how wonderful it is to be forgiven. forgiven. However, the stain is still there. Forgiveness don't remove the stain. That stain has to be washed out. That stain has to be blotted out. That stain has to be moved out. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I need the blood. I need the blood to remit, to take away, to erase the stains. Somebody say, I need the blood. Hallelujah. Forgiveness by itself is not enough. You need the blood. You need remission of sins. The washing away of sins. Without no blood, there's no remission. So no matter what you do or how good a life you live, you've got to be covered by the blood. It doesn't matter what denomination you affiliate with. It doesn't matter who your bishop is or what group you attend. When you stand before God in the day of judgment, he's not going to ask you, are you a Baptist? <laughs> he's not going to ask you, are you Pentecostal? He's not going to ask you, are you Jehovah's Witness? He ain't going to ask you none of that stuff. You know what God's going to say? He said, when I see, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, are you covered by the blood? You got to have the blood, young lady. You got to have the blood, young man. My judgment will pass over you. Oh, clap your hands for the blood of Jesus. I got to have the blood. I got to have the blood. I got to have the blood. Hallelujah. It's the blood that brings remission of sin. The Bible says examine yourself. 
Take heed to yourself. Check yourself out. Nobody else is responsible for you but you. The apostle Peter said on the day of Pentecost, save yourself. Don't leave the building unless you know without a doubt you're covered by the blood. Don't leave the building unless you are sure, hallelujah, that you got the blood on your hands and you got the blood on your conscience. You got the blood on your soul. Don't leave without being covered by the blood. It's your blessed insurance. Now, now when I think about the blood of Jesus, the Bible says that there's only one day that's appointed for every man to die. After this comes the judgment. You know, some people, they, they so cavalier about meeting God. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. It lets me know. They don't know the God I know. The Bible says it's a fearful thing. Fall into the hands of an angry God. God gets angry? Yes, he does. Oh, but he's a God of love. God is love. That's right, but don't forget the other side. He's not just love. God is hate. What? That's right. Just as extreme as he is in his love, he is just as extreme in his hate. God hates sin. God hates rebellion. God hates violence. God hates rebellion and retribution. God hates it. He's going to judge the sins of all the world. He's going to judge the sins of all men. And we all going to stand before him one day. Where would you be? I wonder here, how many this morning has ever been to court? Raise your hand. Come on. Come on. How many of y'all in here ever been to court? Raise your hands. Look at you. Look at you. Now there's more. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. We're going we to keep it real. Take the mask off. Quit pretending you got it all together. You don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. We all in this struggling together. I've been to court. That's right. Brother Easter had to go to court. I got a summons to appear before the judge over some traffic situation. I said, Brother Easter, you broke the law? No, the law's still there. Still there. Now, since I've been saved, I hadn't been to court. Man, I'm telling you, I couldn't remember the last time I've been to court. And so when I went downtown to the courthouse, it was on the third floor. And I walked in, and the hallways were empty. Everybody had went inside, and there was three courts on that floor. And I'm walking down that hallway, and there's court number one and two and three. And right outside the court, there's this thing, I believe they call it the docket, where all the names are listed. 
I went to court number one and I stood in front of those big double doors where the sign said, quiet. I looked at that docket and I started looking for my name. Names in alphabetical order. I went to the A's and the B's and the C's and the D's. When I got to the E section, I looked and I didn't see my name. I thought to myself, maybe they forgot. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord, maybe they forgot. So I walked over to court number two and there was the list. I looked at the list as I started going down. I got to the east section, and there it was. Easter, Michael. Man, here we go. I stood there looking at those double doors. I opened them up, and I walked into the courtroom. It was like deja vu. It was like, I've been here before. I looked around, and I knew what it was. It reminded me of church. They had pews. Pews on this side, pews on that side, and a wide center aisle. And an elevated platform with a dude standing behind it with a black robe. I said, I'm in church. And just like in church, folks were sitting as far to the back as they could get. I looked around, I said, this is amazing. And they had ushers with guns. They were walking around, they were walking around. Take your head off, sir. Take that guy my church. I said, boy, we need these kind of dudes at my church. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I found me a seat near the back like everybody else. <laughs> Man, that judge was calling out names. David Rogers. Whole courtroom got quiet. David got up, everybody in the courtroom watching him. I said to myself, Lord, let me be the last one. <laughs> and it's amazing. I don't care how big you thought you might be. When you stood before that judge, he made you feel that small. <laughs> My heart was beating. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, Lord, what's going to happen to me? Finally, the moment of truth. Michael Easter. I just sat there. I'm saying, I'm saying, maybe there's another guy named Michael Easter in here. <laughs> I didn't move. Michael Easter. I said, oh, that's me. I got up. I walked down that center aisle. My hands was all sweaty. My throat was dry. I stood before the judge. He looked at me. He had the books open. Oh, Mr. Easter, you're in this courtroom because you've been charged with driving in excess of 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. How do you plead? Guilty. <laughs> Mr. Easter, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. 
Do you consider yourself a good driver? <laughs> Why are you asking me? What do you think I'm going to say? Well, let's see. Uh, uh, I, I never had a DUI. Uh, I never got in no crash. Uh, you know, compared to him. I'm not bad at all. I, I'm okay, Your Honor. You say you're okay, huh? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Well, I got your records here, young man. And on this date, such and such a happened. Boom. And on this date, this happened. Boom. And I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> he got everything. <laughs> that Mr. Easter, what do you do for a living? <laughs> Everybody in the courtroom eased up in their chair, started listening. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm a preacher. <laughs> what is that, young man? Uh, I'm a preacher, minister, United Pentecostal Church. Well, Mr. East, of all people, you should know better. Wait a second, then he looked at me and said, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you come back to court in six months. Now, if you have not had any tickets or anything happen in six months, we'll just take this off your record. Then he said, now I want you to go over here to the clerk and pay court costs and be on your way. <laughs> you ain't had to tell me twice. I wanted to get out of that court so fast. I'm telling you, and when I was, I, I said, here, take my money. You ain't gonna never see me back in here no more. I don't like how that feels. I don't like being intimidated. That's a scary situation. But I got to thinking, you know, there's some folks that live in court. They think it's Judge Judy. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm going to do everything I can do to stay away from that judge. Now, that's how it feels in a court of law down here. There's a day coming, my brothers and my sisters, where we're going to stand before the judge of the universe. We're going to stand before the judge of all creation. His eyes are like flaming fire. And he can see your thoughts coming before they get to your mind. We're all going to stand before the judge one of these days. When that day comes, when that day comes, oh, my, 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 he's going to call your name. Man, what's your name, brother? What's your name? Eddie what? Eddie Edwards, that's a good name, I can remember that. <laughs> Eddie Edwards, one of these days, your name gonna be called. You're gonna be standing in the courtroom of eternity. Angels all in the balcony bearing witness. And God's gonna call your name. Eddie Edwards. Eddie knees gonna start shaking. Oh, oh, here we go. Eddie going to stand before the judgment bar of Christ. 
as the judge peers at him with those eyes. And on the judge's desk, there's going to be two books. One is the book of life, your life. And the other is the book of books, the Bible. He's going to judge you from both. But first, he's going to start with your life. If you pass that, then he's going to go to the Bible. Some of y'all in trouble already. First, he's going to go to your book. Your book has your name on it. Eddie Edwards. Your book is divided up into three chapters. Chapter 1, Acts of Transgressions Against God's Word. In that chapter is recorded every sin you ever committed from the time you were old enough to know right from wrong. Every sin recorded and dated. And you know what the Bible says? The wages of sin is death. Wages! You know what a wage is? That's something you work for. That's something you deserve. We all deserve to be punished. Because we are born in sin. Not just sinners. We are born in sin. We are born with everything against us. And all it takes is one. Just one, Eddie. One sin. One act of transgression. And to the lake of fire you go. Eddie is standing there going, oh my. I didn't know he was keeping those kind of records. I've got sin that I forgot about. It's in the book. God didn't forget it. But that's not all. Chapter 2. Boom. You got a lot of stuff in chapter 1. <laughs> chapter 2. Words. Words. That's right. God is keeping record of every lie you ever spoke. Keeping record of every profane word you ever said. All that cussing. Oh yeah, God took note of that. He wrote that down, brother. Got it dated. And the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. As a man speaketh, so is he. Every idle word coming out your mouth, you're going to stand in judgment for. All that stuff that you said is recorded and dated. And you know what? It only takes one. Just one for you to go to the lake of fire. You in trouble. You in trouble. But that's not it. That's not all. He got one more chapter. One more chapter. Chapter 3. Boom. Thoughts. 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 Hold it. Hold it, Lord. I, I didn't do it. I just thunk it. Thoughts. As a man thinketh, so is he. Jesus said, if you just look at a woman and lust after her in your mind, you guilty? You guilty? All those thoughts. And every evil thought has been recorded and dated and is held in judgment waiting for you. 
And all it takes is one thought, Brother Eddie, to get you into the lake of fire. Brother Eddie's sitting there thinking, my goodness, God, if you're taking that kind of record, if you're keeping those kinds of records on all of us, can't nobody be saved. We are all doomed. Nobody could ever live a life good enough to be saved. We are all messed up. All of us are headed to the lake of fire. And the devil, he's in the courtroom too. He's the, uh, he's the persecuting attorney. Yeah. He's the persecuting attorney. The devil, he, he's listening to the charges against you. And he, oh, and every one of them are true. Every one of them are true. I got you. I got you got you. I know I'm going to the lake of fire and you coming with me. You coming with me. And he's so delighted because he got you. No way for you to escape this. Just says, Eddie Edwards, how do you plead to these charges? And Eddie's standing there going, if I say innocent, I just lie. If I say guilty, I just condemn my own self. Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, I'm in trouble. All of a sudden, there's a ruckus going on in the courtroom. Something's moving. Something's happening. The devil is looking around. What is going on? The judge has stepped down from the podium. What's he doing? He walks over to a side room, closes the door. He comes out the other side with a suit jacket on. And the judge says, come here, Eddie. Stand up. We're going to do something a little different. Up on the platform, I'm your judge. But now, I'm your counselor. I'm your defense attorney. I'm not against you. I'm for you. I'm on your side. I'm here to make a way out. Hallelujah. I'm here to make a way in. Hallelujah. I'm ready to give you an offer that you can't refuse. He's not only the judge, but he's your savior. Now, now hold on. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You ready for the deal? Your book is full of sin. Your book is full of transgressions. But the Lord said, I came in the form of a man. I put on human flesh and I walked among you. Hallelujah. As one of you. Hallelujah. Without no sin. Without no blemish. Hallelujah. And because of that, I have my own book. And Jesus takes out his book. He said, now look at this, Eddie. This is my book. Chapter 1. Transgressions, empty pages. Chapter 2. Words, empty pages. Chapter 3. Thoughts, empty pages. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! No sin! No sin! Whatsoever! And then, this, this is the deal. This is the deal. Jesus says, now, now, Eddie, my book has no record. Your book is full. Let's trade books. Give me your sin, I'll give you my righteousness. Give me your mess up, I'll give you my holiness. Give me your name and you take my name. Hallelujah. He will provide. 
He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. He's the only answer. He is the only answer. Hallelujah. Now, now, Eddie, here's the deal. I'll take your sin. You take my righteousness. I'll take away your name. And you take mine. You want it? Is that a good deal? Will you accept it? Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I want it. I'll take it. I want it. I'll take it, Lord. And Eddie takes his book. Eddie takes his spirit. Eddie takes his name. And then the defense attorney runs back over to the closet, put on his judge's robe, comes back up to the platform, and he says, Eddie, I asked you once, I ask you again, how do you plead to these charges? Eddie looks down at the new book, Jesus Christ. Your Honor, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. It's the blood that gives me victory. It's the blood that gets me out. It's the blood that provides a covering. I plead the blood. You can't do it without the blood. You can't make it without the blood. You're never going to be saved without the blood. You need the blood. Are you covered? Are you covered? There's no blood. No remission. Well, you know what? I got to get remission. I just don't need forgiveness. I need remission. How do I get remission? The apostle Peter answered that question. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, he said, you do two things, God will do one. Repent of your sins, make up your mind, quit playing with God, turn around and believe the gospel. Repent and be baptized. Every, oh, there it is on the screen. And be baptized. Who? Everyone. Who? Everyone. What if you're a Baptist? Everyone. What if you're a Muslim? Everyone. What if you're an atheist? Everyone. What if you are white? Everyone. What if you are black? Everyone. What if you are Hispanic? one of you and you don't have to go to Bible college to understand that every one of you 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 be baptized every one of you how in the name in the name and there are folks that have been baptized tradition by tradition the tradition of the old church fathers. They didn't do it like this. They were baptized in titles. When the priests 
would baptize his candidates in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost. And then other churches took it from them and started copying their way. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. That's not what Jesus told us to do. Jesus said, go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. The name of the Father is Jesus said, I've come to you in my Father's name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess to the glory of the Father. Because that's the Father's name. He said, and in the name of the Son. In Matthew chapter 1, an angel came to Mary and said, that holy child shall be called Jesus. He said, in the name of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, I pray to Father. In John chapter 14, I'll send you another comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, and he will come in my name. There's only one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that name is Jesus. No other name can substitute. No other name can do it. But that one name, Jesus. This is for every one of you. If you want to be covered, look what it says. The reason is for what? No blood, no remission. So you know what that means? When you're baptized in the name of Jesus, that's how you come in contact with the blood of Jesus. Because wherever the name is, that's where the blood is going to be. In the name of Jesus, the blood comes to the scene and remits all your sins. God said, if you do those two things, you shall be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, I'm pleading with somebody. It's more than just dressing up nice on a Sunday. It's more than just trying to be a good person. You can be the best person on earth, but you'll never be good enough to go into the gates of heaven without the covering. you got to have the blood. You've got to be washed in the blood. And the only way to be washed in the blood is to be baptized in the name. Now, today we got a baptistry. We got a baptistry in the back full of water. We are ready right now for anybody in this room that says, I don't want to leave here uncovered. I don't want to leave here without insurance. I didn't know it was that serious, but I'm ready. I'm not going to leave here until I'm covered by the blood. I can't just go to church and be uncovered. I can't just be a good person and be uncovered. I need the covering of the blood. I need insurance. We are ready to baptize anybody that's ready to be baptized. Somebody said, well, baptism don't save you. That's not what the Bible says. Jesus said in Mark 16, he that believe and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. If you refuse to be baptized, that means you don't believe. Don't walk out of here and say, I believe and don't obey. Don't say, I believe God and you don't obey God. Hallelujah. If you turn away from this, you are saying no to God. When you say no to God, you're calling him a liar. No, no, I don't believe you. Yes, I do, but I'm not going to do it. Make up your mind. The day is the day of salvation. Right now is the accepted time. If you walk out of here uncovered, you're walking out unprotected, and all the good you've ever done won't mean nothing. With all those sins on your record. Who wants to make a deal? Who wants to trade books? All it takes is probably at the max 15 minutes. 
change of clothes. We have, thank you, brother. Oh, hallelujah. Heaven rejoices over one. I say, heaven rejoices if I could get just one. No blood, no remission. No blood, no remission. No blood, no remission. Who else wants to deal? You've never been baptized correctly. You weren't baptized like this. If you've not been baptized like this, you ain't been baptized. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I was baptized. My pastor baptized me. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, show me in the Bible. Show me one place where somebody was being baptized that way. It's not in there. Nowhere. Nowhere in the scripture can you find one person being baptized and they said Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Not one place. Not one place. Not one place. But I can show you more than three, four, five places where they were baptized and they called the name. Why the name? Because the name brings the blood. The name brings the blood. And the devil hates the blood. He don't want you to be baptized. He don't want you. He wants you to be religious. He wants you to be religious. But religion won't save your soul. Obedience. 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 He that heareth these words and doeth them not is a foolish man. You built your house on the sand. It's a good looking house. But when the wind comes and when the rain comes, it's going to fall. But whosoever heareth these words and do them is wise because you're building on a firm foundation. Come on up here. You need to be baptized today. Don't wait. Come on. Walk on up here right now. Tell the devil, no, 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 I'm not listening to this. In the Bible, I'm going to do it. It's in the Bible, I'm going to do it. Come on up here, come on. I need the blood. I don't want to be just forgiven. I want to be cleansed. I want to be washed. Come on up here, come on, come on. Get insurance. Get covered. Get covered. There's more. Come on, sir. Don't wait no more. Come on. Ma'am, don't wait. Don't wait. Many shall say in that day, Lord, Lord. He'll say, I never knew you. But we did this in your name, and we did that in your name. Were you baptized in my name? You didn't have the covering. We're not going to be here much longer. We don't have this opportunity much longer, but it's now. Come on, young lady. Don't wait for him. If he won't come, you come by yourself. Come on, sir. You're not going to understand everything first. But if you walk in obedience, he'll make his will known unto you. Step out in faith. We don't have a lot of time, people. The clock is ticking. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. But you're here and you got an opportunity. Get your coverage. Get your insurance. Obey the Bible. See, this, this is what religion has done to so many churches. It's conditioned people to hear and not do. 
And folks want to hear a good sermon and feel good and walk out still lost. Folks want to hear a good sermon and walk out and still go to hell. But not here, not here, not here. We're going to compel you to be obedient. We're going to compel you to obey God's holy word. What's the next verse, brother? Verse number 39. We're ready to close out this service. For the promise is unto you and to your children. What you do today don't just affect you. It affects your children. Don't just do it for you. It's going to affect your children. And not only your children, but all that are far off. People are going to be watching you and looking at you and following you. As many as the Lord our God shall call. Next verse, verse number 40. Watch this. With many other words, did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves. Save yourself. Save yourself. Come on and get in the water. Save yourself. In the last verse, verse 41, the last verse. Then they that, you got to have the right attitude. They were so glad that somebody showed them the truth. They were so glad. I'm glad I came to church. I didn't know this. I'd have never heard about this. They that gladly received the word walked out the door. No. They were baptized. On the same day, 3,000 souls. 3,000 people came running to the altar that same day. Ma'am, why don't you join that number? Come on, when the saints go marching in, I want to be in that number. <laughs> I, I want to do what they did. I want to do how they did it. That's the Bible way. That's the way it's supposed to be done. Would you bow your head with me? People are still struggling right now. I feel there's folks right now, they're not used to this kind of pressure. And they're wondering, oh, should I go? Should I go? I want ready for this. Lord Jesus, remove every excuse. Remove every barrier. I come against that spirit of pride in the name of Jesus. Break that bond. Father, I pray for that man. Come on, sir. The Lord loves you. This is your day today. Get it covered. Get covered. Get covered. Get your insurance. Get your soul covered in the blood. Be baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. There's more coming. Come on. Thank you, Lord. I want insurance. I want insurance. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And, and, and finally... Before we dismiss, it'd be great if we're going to sing a song. And as we sing, I want to invite everyone that can possibly come to the front. Let's just join in together and celebrate these precious souls that have come forward today. Let's come and thank God for the blood. Those of you obeyed the gospel, those of you still deciding, let's just gather together and say, Lord, I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you for the souls. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for the insurance. Hallelujah. Thank you for the blood. 
The blood brings healing. The blood brings deliverance. The blood brings wholeness. be covered let the blood flow on your head down your shoulders let the blood flow from every finger every elbow every arm cover me Lord let the blood cover my mind my heart my mouth Covered in the blood, covered in the blood. Be covered in the blood. Jesus Christ. 